friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, February the 4th, and whenever you are listening to this, wherever you are, uh, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's goodness, my friends, all around you, surrounding you, within you. Uh, I mean, honestly, what a what a good thing. What a good thing that we are breaking open God's word, that we are present to that spirit moving among us, that we are open and desirous because God can use that. That's the seed, right? That's the field. We're trying to water it. We do our best. We do it imperfectly, and we know that, but at least that's the reason we're here today. From my end, trying to bring the word out there, from yours, trying to receive it, all we're trying to do is put our hearts in front of God and saying, God, can you use this? And of course, the answer is God can. So thanks. Thanks for being present and and putting that, your heart, your spirit, uh, before God today. Got a longer gospel today. And so let's dive right into it. We are going to, again, pick up right where we left off yesterday. Uh, and remember yesterday, Jesus summoned, right, his friends, uh, sent them out on mission, but not before equipping them or reminding them how they are already equipped for, for the task, for the mission. And, and what are those, what is that equipment? Well, they are, they're, they're beings, and they're to do so joyfully, but ultimately as witnesses. And, uh, and so this picks up immediately following that. Really, not a story about Jesus today, uh, but one you know very well. So, Mark chapter 6, verses 14 to 29, let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. King Herod heard about Jesus, for his fame had become widespread, and people were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why mighty powers are at work in him. Others were saying, he is Elijah. Still others, he is a prophet like any of the prophets. But when Herod learned of it, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He has been raised up. Herod was the one who had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, whom he had married. John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias harbored a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but was unable to do so. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man, and kept him in custody. When he heard him speak, he was very much perplexed, yet he liked to listen to him. Herodias had an opportunity one day when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers, his military officers, and the leading men of Galilee. His own daughter came in and performed a dance that delighted Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask of me whatever you wish, and I will grant it to you. He even swore many things to her. I will grant you whatever you ask of me, even to the half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? Her mother replied, The head of John the Baptist. The girl hurried back to the king's presence and made her request. I want you to give me at once on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was deeply distressed, but because of his oath and the guests, 
he did not wish to break his word to her. So he promptly dispatched an executioner with orders to bring back his head. He went off and beheaded him in the prison. He brought in the head on a platter and gave it to the girl. The girl, in turn, gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, a little bit of background, and I know I've explained this before, so forgive if I'm, if I'm overdoing. When Herod the Great passed away, Herod the Great was the father of Herod Antipas, of Philip, the ones that are, are being talked about in this story. Uh, Herod the Great was the one who was alive at the time of Jesus' birth, the one who said, kill all the children, the male children in Bethlehem, uh, two years old and younger. That was Herod the Great. Not a great guy. Herod the Great, maybe he was a great man in girth. Maybe he had been uh, king for a long time. Maybe he really just wanted to be thought of as great, so he gave him himself that title. But anyway, whenever he passed away, he divided his land, his holdings, and yes, they were still under the, the Roman occupation. So really, it was a puppet, uh, puppet tetrarch. Uh, but, uh, but he divided his land in three sections. I, I'll even say Galilee, Idumea, and Judea. Those were the three. Uh, Herod Antipas, this one, was the leader of one of them. Uh, and uh, Herod, uh, well, Philip, was uh, another. So anyway, these are two brothers that Philip married this woman, Herodias, and Herod Antipas, who was Philip's brother, uh, claimed her for his own. And, uh, and clearly Herodias was okay with that as well, brought with the daughter. So the daughter was Herodias's daughter through Philip, so it would have been Herod Antipas's niece and lived then with Herod Antipas in his palace. And that was where John the Baptist said, this is not lawful. You are living in an unlawful marriage. That is the wife of your brother. Uh, you need to, to uh, stop this. So, I mean, literally what John was doing was bringing the truth to light. But when, brothers and sisters, oftentimes we are in the wrong we don't want that to be brought to light, do we? Because it makes us look bad, it assaults our ego, or we have to stop doing what we like, and, uh, and that isn't a great answer either. So what do we do? Well, when you have power, you kill someone. Because that's, um, he has that ability. Uh, but when we don't have power like that, what do we do? Maybe we gossip about this person. Maybe we um, hurt their reputation behind their back or maybe even in front of their back. Uh, maybe we undermine everything about them to make sure, I mean, and really, isn't it, isn't it, look over here, look over here and, and create rumors about that person, about what's going on, whatever it is, so people don't look over here on my left hand. Look at all these things in the right hand. I'm going to counteract so you don't see what's happening over here on the left. 
two points that I want to bring out here uh, with this story. And the first is this. I like it because, you know, people are saying they're seeing Jesus and they're wondering, who is this guy? Is this John the Baptist raised from the dead? Is it Elijah? Is it one of the prophets? But when Herod heard of it, did you hear what he said? But when Herod heard of it, he said, "Mm, it is John whom I beheaded. He has been raised up. My friends, I wish, I mean, I've been in ministry now for 30 years. I wish I had a dollar for every time somebody has said to me, you know, um, when they're in a bad situation, I know this is just God. This is God's way of getting back at me because I did this or, or I did these things when I was younger or, or I don't deserve it because of this. Or, you know, when I prayed for something, I didn't get it because I did this. You know, insert whatever it is in here. We all carry our baggage, brothers and sisters, every one of us. And Herod did here too. That's why he went right to it. He knew what he did was wrong, right? We went to the story and he was distressed by it. He was perplexed by what John said, but he enjoyed listening to him. He was challenged by it. He suspected... I, I'm sure if you got Herod in a in a place away from Herodias and said, listen, you know what you're doing is wrong. Her, Herod would have said, I know, I know, but I don't have the strength to, to do it or I like doing it or whatever it is. He knew down deep what he was doing was wrong. And so when, not just in killing him, but but in taking Herodias and, and, and living um, in this marital relationship with her. And when he had... John the Baptist killed, he knew that what he was doing was compounding that mistake. And right away, when John's name comes up, and, and oh, it could be Elijah, though. It could be one of the other prophets. He's like, nope, it's John. It's John, and he's getting back at me because I know what I did was wrong. Brothers and sisters, there is nowhere we can flee from the baggage that we carry. We can go to, to Cancun we can go to Hawaii. We can, we can try to take vacations. We can try to drown it out with, with other pleasures. We can try to, to watch great movies on Netflix or, or root for the Packers. And, and, you know, when they're winning, it feels great. And we can deaden that silence. But when, or not deaden the silence, we can, we can throw entertainment in there, you know, to try to, to, to distract us. In a sense, that same thing. Look over here, look over here, because I don't want you to look over there. But when that silence comes, and it'll come, it comes at night, when we're sleeping maybe, and our and our subconscious, our unconscious, the royal road, right? Our dreams of the royal road to the unconscious. So says Sigmund. Um, but when they come, they come bearing this baggage. You know, there's that wonderful psalm Psalm 139, which, brothers and sisters, if you don't know it, read it. Just take time tonight. Take two minutes. Psalm 139, it's so beautiful. And let it just wash over you because it's, it's just, uh, it's a testament of God's great love for you and for me. But in the middle of it, it says, ultimately, the person who's writing it says, where can I go from your spirit? From your presence, Lord, where can I flee? If I send to the heavens, you are there. If I lie down in Sheol, that's the underworld, the grave, there you are too. If I take the wings of the dawn and dwell beyond the sea, even there your hand guides me. Your right hand holds me fast. 
If I say, surely the darkness shall hide me, and the night shall be my light, darkness is not dark for you, and night shines as the day. Darkness and light are but one. Basically, the author is saying, where can I run from you? Because to go to you is to uh, know my lesser being and my lesser standing, uh, or to, to, to have to show this baggage to you. And brothers and sisters, we do try to run from God. And the author is saying there's nowhere we can run from God. And also, there is nowhere we can run from ourselves. There is nowhere we can run from our guilt and our baggage. What we have to do, brothers and sisters, on those days we're feeling courageous and, um, and honest, is we need to own that baggage. You know, and the 12 steps are so good, brothers and sisters. Don't let anybody tell you that the 12 steps aren't a spirituality or aren't beautiful or don't contain depth. They are so beautiful. And, and one of those steps is we need to be fearless in our accounting of what we have done. And then, not only accounting of what we have done, we need to do our best to apologize and make restitution for those ills. That's how we, we um, lose that baggage, brothers and sisters. We own up to it. Because that takes our ego off the pedestal and says, no, this is who I am. And these are the hurts that I've caused. And sometimes we aren't able to make restitution. Sometimes we aren't able to make those apologies. But at least owning up to the fact that this is who I am, and I am sorry for that. Even if that can only be to God at this point, because some of those people we harmed are, are no longer in our lives and are, and are distant from us. Uh, or maybe they're in the kingdom, but we need to say, Lord, I am so sorry. Bless those people because I hurt them. And that's one of the ways of, of not being controlled by our baggage and our guilt. Because brothers and sisters, we all have it. Your best friend has it. Your spouse has it. Your lover has it. Your, your children have it. Your parents have it. We carry it. Herod carried it. Brought it right up. Oh, man. That's, that's getting me. He's, he's coming back because of my stuff. No. That's not how God works, by the way. But that's how we work. And that's how we think. And we need to own up to it so it doesn't overtake us and get us projecting that on God. Now, again, gone a little long, so let me, uh, let me get the second one out here whoop, real quick. And, uh, and that is that whole idea, brothers and sisters, of John the Baptist was so darn courageous because he spoke the truth to power, right? How do we do when we know the truth but know that there will be a penalty to pay for it. John the Baptist knew, brothers and sisters, he wasn't foolish. He knew when you speak the truth to power, that power ultimately has the ability to squash that voice. Again, maybe we're not speaking to power on that level that John did. But gosh, I think we bow to lesser gods, right? We bow to lesser authorities. Maybe it's merely friendships. Maybe it's not even friendships, but acquaintances. When they bring up something, they were like, that's just simply not true. Do we, and, and I know, I know, I'm not, I'm not foolish. I know there are times and places for this. I know there are times we cannot do it. But I think we know the difference between the two. 
and and I suspect there are times, I know there are times, I don't even want to, to you know, lighten it. I know there are times in my life when I could have said something and I chose not to. Why? Because, I don't know, I didn't want to deal with the repercussions. I didn't want to deal with the argument. I didn't want to deal with the gossip. I didn't want to deal with uh, being thrown under the bus. I don't know. Because I was weak. I suspect you were too. But we do have to know, brothers and sisters, we are called, right? Yesterday we were summoned. We were summoned to go out on mission and to be witnesses to that with that, that joyful, you know, that joyful countenance. But remember what Jesus said to us? Do you remember that word from yesterday? That, that he gave them the authority and power to deal with the evil opposition. He gave us power to deal with the evil opposition. But that comes first and foremost with our voice. It comes first and foremost with our life. And if we're not going to, to say anything or do anything or be, you know, a, a, a witness against whatever that power is and that untruth is, then we've, we've, we've lost that authority that Jesus gave us. Or we've put it on a shelf. You know, there's a, a story... And I suspect it's true, but, uh, but I don't know. You know, uh, back uh, when Henry David Thoreau, so this was back, you know, in the 19th century, Henry David Thoreau, they, the government was doing a poll tax, um, taking over some of the te- territories that Mexico had uh, taken. And the reason that they were taking a poll tax was to get more slave territories for these new territories they were acquiring. And Thoreau was against slavery. And he opposed the, the poll tax and didn't pay it. And because of that, he was put in jail. Well, his friend was Ralph Waldo Emerson, another poet. And uh, Emerson visited him in jail and said, Henry, why are you here? And, and Emerson was also against slavery. He said, Henry, why are you here? And, and Thoreau looked at him and said, Waldo, why are you not here? We have a decision to make, brothers and sisters. When evil in whatever makeup and get up it wears. When evil approaches us, how do we name it? John the Baptist named it and paid the penalty. Are we going to be women and men of courage to name it as well? Again, in its time and its place, but hold a mirror up to it and, uh, and be willing to bear whatever burden that that price costs us, at least knowing we can stand up straight, knowing we deliver that. Let's pray, my friends. And so we begin, uh, as we begin all things, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Friday. Have the best of weekends. Bless you. And uh, I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word together next week. God's peace.